Hello, happy Monday and welcome back, beautiful soul, to the You Uplifted podcast. My name is Safa and I am your host. I'm a women's health and wellness intuitive life coach and I wanted to have a very easeful and also very open line of communication with you today. So this is a solo episode. (laughs) So if this is your first time listening, let me tell you just a little bit about the show. The show is a space for open hearts and minds to come together to talk about and discover new ways in which to heal grow and fully step into their true potential and power. And my intention with these episodes is for us to be able to go further into spaces of healing within self, learn new techniques, maybe discover something new, maybe even put away old perspectives, fears, or paradigms about certain practices, tools, techniques, teachings, etc. And hopefully discover something unique about ourselves from which we can grow and become uplifted. So as I was saying, my name is Safa and I have a solo episode in store for you today in which I just want to be open and honest and vulnerable. So vulnerability is a word that I think has become very popular over the last couple of years and I think it's a good sign because I firmly believe it is a sign that many of us are waking up to the importance of true presence, true healing, and real connection, not just with the people around us, but with ourselves. Now, if this is your first time listening to the show, you probably don't know this about me, but I am a huge believer that words have power. And so I often delve into the true definitions of words that we use commonly just to give us more perspective, bring more awareness to their use, and ensure that we speak them with power and authority. So in the case of vulnerability, it's interesting because I did find several definitions for this in the dictionary. And to me, the one that is most closely related to the way in which we are going to be approaching vulnerability today is the following. And this says, vulnerability is the willingness to show emotion or to allow one's weakness to be seen or known, willingness to risk being hurt or attacked. The foundation for open communication consists of honesty, trust, and vulnerability. Now, there are still certain words within that very definition that I would like to address further and refresh or put a different perspective on, but that is one of my favorite definitions of vulnerability regardless. The interesting thing is that most of us do relate to vulnerability as more of a space in which we can be attacked or hurt whether it is in a physical or an emotional way. And for many of us, in fact, vulnerability is very deeply linked with weakness or in some cases even giving up. And I think it's important for us to take a step back and refresh that sense of definition for the word itself because vulnerability at its purest 
end, let's say, or in its purest form, is trying to allow for a space of deep healing, awareness, and connection to self first and to the world around us next. It is, just like the definition says, that willingness to show emotion or allow. And that's where I really want us to delve deeper into things. So allowing ourselves to be exactly as we are, in this moment without having to or feeling like we have to change or shift or modify or maybe even compensate for things within ourselves that are in fact just part of who we are. I think that's a big part of the true essence of vulnerability. Now, for me personally, I feel like it's important to bring up one more beautiful definition and aspect of vulnerability, which is, of course, brought to us by the one and only Brene Brown, whom I love and whom, if you haven't heard about, I definitely want to encourage you to look up her work. It is just so transformative. And one of the things that she has to say about vulnerability is the following, and these are her words. She says, vulnerability is not weakness. It's our most accurate measure of courage. When the barrier is our belief about vulnerability, the question becomes, are we willing to show up and be seen when we can't control the outcome? When the barrier to vulnerability is about safety, the question becomes, are we willing to create courageous spaces so we can be fully seen? And I just love that because it really goes to the heart of the essence of what I've perceived as vulnerability, true vulnerability in my life and in the lives of those around me which is to say, are you willing to go deep into self and show up and be and embody every part of you with courageous abandon, but also with uncomparable and unstoppable love? Those spaces of self that perhaps scare you most or those areas that you've deemed as inadequate or inappropriate or insufficient, how can you lean into those spaces and love more deeply into them in such a way that the mere act of showing up for them and being willing to see them, observe them, lean into them, and even let them show up in your interactions with yourselves and with others can be a tool for tremendous alchemy and tremendous healing. And in that same sense, can we relate to vulnerability from a place of power and strength rather than assuming that simply because we are showing up exactly as we are and because we are opening up, we are immediately at a disadvantage or that we are weakened or that we have made ourselves prey. Now, I'm not saying that you should let people take advantage of you or that you should bear your heart to just anyone. No, I think there's a lot of really important distinction there to be made within the space of being vulnerable. I also think it's important to note that just because you take a selfie crying, and I do this too, so I'm not like pointing fingers, I'm just saying we've all been there, and sometimes it's coming from a genuine place of like, this is my pain. I want you to know that if you're feeling pain like this, you are seen, you are heard, you are loved, you are not alone. That's beautiful. But 
But just because we've done that doesn't mean that we are genuinely vulnerable in all aspects of our lives. And sometimes, depending on the intention too, if we are just doing an act to feel validation in one way or another, the intention is not true vulnerability, but a representation of what we think might be vulnerable, which in the end may not be. And it may not be of service, not just to ourselves, but to others around us. So just keep those things in mind as we talk about this a little bit further. In terms of why vulnerability becomes such a true act of courage and almost defiance, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we've been taught that showing a true understanding or a true presence of where and how and who we are at any given moment can be used as a weapon against us. And in many of our cases, and myself included here, those moments of vulnerability can be used as weapons by people who have intentions that are not properly aligned with our highest good. That is a shame. It is a aspect of life that can happen, but it is also something that we can lean into to learn a little bit deeper. And I bring that up because I get it. I get the fear of being vulnerable more than I could tell you. I mean, seriously, coming onto this show week in and week out and really opening up my heart and saying, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. That is an act of vulnerability and it sometimes makes me really uncomfortable. But I feel a higher call to step into myself in this space and hold myself in a way of honor and truth that demands that level of vulnerability be there and I know that I can lean into that space with love and unconditional devotion to self and to you because ultimately the whole purpose of the show is to help you get further into connection with your highest self so that you can heal and gain new tools and perspectives and all of the things that we talk about at the beginning of the show. So in order to help that alchemy take place, that magic really percolate and that flame become born or be born, we've got to have space for vulnerable surrender and vulnerable presence and awareness and openness and the willingness to have the difficult conversations and to say, yes, this is where I am at. And yes, this is painful. And yes, I screwed up. And yep, I am coming at this from a place of ego or I am choosing to reframe or whatever it may be. But to show up in full and be and exist without feeling the constant need for defensiveness or shielding that can sometimes be there when we are interacting with others around us, but also when we are interacting with ourselves. Because let me tell you, I've discovered over the last few years of my life that in moments where I am in deep, deep, vulnerable surrender, the one person I'm most afraid of judging me and of maybe attacking me or putting me in a space of discomfort or, or pain, etc. is me. I sometimes worry when I'm in that space because I know the patterns and I know the conversations. And so it's a really unique dynamic with self that we have to have 
the ability to be loving and to become the gentle observer so that there is no judgment and so that we can hold space for ourselves in such a beautiful, loving, and creative way that we know, hey, I can be vulnerable about this with myself today and I can say, wow, my inner child is really hurting over this and this is the reason why and I want to go deeper into shadow work and I want to really delve with my core wounds and I want to understand myself more deeply and I can do that with myself because I am holding space for myself in a loving and creative way versus having that immediate sense of, oh no, I've become aware that this is a pain point for me and now I'm judging myself because it's a pain pain point for me and because I've gone there and well, now I feel like a bad person and because I feel like like a bad person, then I feel bad about that and it becomes this like never-ending cycle. (laughs) So I hope that that made sense. It's just an observation um, as as to the relationship of vulnerability with self that I've come across in my own path and even in working one-on-one with my clients over the last couple of years. So next time you find yourself doing really deep shadow work or reaching out to someone to work with, like a coach or a therapist or someone who's there to hold space for you, remember you've got the ability to hold space for yourself too and you can be vulnerable with yourself if you keep bringing yourself back into presence. And then let's talk a little bit further about that vulnerability in terms of how it pertains to others. I like to bring things back to self so that you know that I am not passing judgment and I am not just saying these things from an outsider perspective in a way that I don't even understand them. So personally, I (laughs) have always been so, so intense, you know, and I say that I burn the candle at both ends and I just go all out all the time, which makes me very passionate and very just when I'm going to love and when I'm going to show up and when I'm going to be vulnerable or when I'm going to feel, when I'm going to do any of these things, I'm going to do them wholeheartedly and I'm going to do them to the full extent at which I can, which means in a space of vulnerability, I am going to be 100% vulnerable. And that can be really scary. And it can be really scary, especially because a lot of the time my own defense mechanism tends to be defensiveness. And it can be very abrupt and a little aggressive seeming at times. And it isn't that I am wanting to be cutting or lean very deeply into a space of negativity with people, but it is that my inner core wounds and my ego pain points are reacting in a particular way to my having been vulnerable and then feeling whether it's rejection or dealing with my old stories, etc. what have you. It's like a long list. And so that's the space many of us inhabit when it comes to vulnerability as it pertains to others. We don't feel we can be vulnerable with the people in our lives, even those who are closest, which is interesting to me because even in families, very often we don't feel like we can be open, honest, and vulnerable with them because we don't feel held safely. We don't feel like we are in a place where we can lean into that discomfort that comes with vulnerability in a safe way. And so 
then it goes on to other people outside or our family nucleus, right? And the people who are our friends, who we do call our family, who we choose, the people who we meet maybe at a social gathering or who we have a connection with somewhere and we want to talk to and share some interaction with. And that fear of, oh, I just allowed this part of myself to show up what now can show up because that what now goes deep into a lot of our own stories about the what happens next right we can I think very often feel like the show of vulnerability has made us a target and we're just waiting waiting for that other shoe to drop or we go oh no you know I've just done this thing and I I bared my heart and now I know this is going to end poorly they're going to attack me they're going to use the information against me they're going to judge me etc and a lot of it is information that is has been previously stored in our minds and souls because we've gone through trauma and we've gone through interactions and we've gone through things in which we haven't been held safely when we have been vulnerable and so a lot of times that puts us in an anticipatory way when it comes to being vulnerable and then the flip side of the coin too can be that we allow ourselves to believe vulnerability is simply saying what we want to and doing what we want to and not have any real care or understanding for the situation or the people in our lives you know like have you heard people go well that's my truth and I'm sticking to it and you're gonna have to deal with it because that's my truth and I spoke it and there it is (laughs) and uh it's It's not coming from a place of forceful intent. It's not, we're not asking or opening up the door of presence and vulnerable awareness and surrender and existence just so we can further keep people at arm's length or invalidate them or negate them or lord our sense of vulnerability over them, you know, because... I think sometimes that can happen too. We can be, oh, well, I'm vulnerable all the time. Sucks for you if you're not, but eh, that's, that's just not, that's, you're just not doing the right thing. I'm vulnerable all the time. What are you doing? Why aren't you crying on camera? You know, <laughs> so I just think it's, uh, God, there's so much nuance to this topic and there's so many things that we could go into. And I'm just in my way trying to help all of us become more deeply aware of where the true intention for vulnerable for 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 vulnerability comes from because if the intention behind our vulnerability is either manipulation or validation or just another way of adding new social metals into our masks or into our external perspectives and in the way that we think other people perceive us, then we are not serving our highest good and we are hurting in a way that is very disingenuous as well. So to me, vulnerability comes back to one of my absolute favorite topics and what I think ultimately is one of our biggest tools for healing, which is self-awareness. 
really being in a space where we can connect to self and honestly be and become and move into each moment as it presents itself to us genuinely with pure intentions, with an open heart and with the ability to say, this is me, this is where I'm at, this is the story that I have been telling myself about this and this is why I'm responding to this in this manner and here is where I'm hurting most. I think that that is what starts to make the true difference in a space of vulnerable presence. And in a sense, I think that's why we respond so deeply to very emotive shows or very emotive acts of vulnerability. And what I mean by that is a lot of us have gotten accustomed to seeing other people be vulnerable when they cry. And that is a space of vulnerability. I mean, for you to really allow yourself to lean into that point of pain or discomfort or fear or whatever is showing up for you that is bringing those tears about, which also could be a, a place of joy, by the way. But to really lean into that space, you are, in fact, tapping into a very heightened state of vulnerability. And I think it's beautiful to behold. And I think it's one of the most cleansing things. But we can just as effectively be vulnerable with ourselves and the people in our lives by laughing and relishing in a moment of joy and being angry and delving deep into that sense of irritation for a moment. And there's so much of that full spectrum of emotion that we can go through in a vulnerable way that doesn't have to feel or look or be or sound a specific way. So while yes, I agree that being vulnerable often means breaking down into tears, I also think being vulnerable is enjoying a good laugh or being able to sit with someone without feeling like you have to talk or do or move or etc. I think vulnerability allows us to embrace someone in their own heartbreak when even perhaps our own hearts are breaking and that it allows us to see that, yeah, this is my pain point and this is my story and I would like to share in this space with you because I believe sharing of myself in this presence is going to benefit both and I need to be held or I need to be heard or seen or listened to or loved or to share in safe space with you and this could be words that you say to yourself and again that doesn't have to look a particular way that could come in so many different shapes and sizes <laughs> and it can feel so vibrationally different what I can tell you about my experience with being vulnerable is that when I bear my soul and when I really am talking from the deepest place of presence and raw, well, rawness, <laughs> to use, you know, a word that maybe doesn't exist but sounds really real to me, it can be, yeah, a little scary, but it definitely feels so 
ultimately liberating. Because it means I don't have to pretend anymore. I don't have to lean into anything that I don't want to fully claim and embrace and become empowered by and through. And so being vulnerable allows us to show up, show up for ourselves, remember what we stand for, reclaim our values, reclaim our voices, embrace all of us in each moment as that sense of self exists and presents itself and how it's moving through those points. It gives us a chance to look at stories. It allows us to lean into the core wounds and find a space for transmutation and healing. It allows us to feel heard and seen and cared for in a very unique way because there isn't an expectation or a pretense. There isn't an agenda. Perhaps that is something that we are missing in our lives or in our communities, but I do see that slowly more of this true essence of vulnerable surrender and presence is coming through to the surface, and that more and more we are all looking for true connection, the kind of connection that doesn't depend on artificiality, but that allows us to be human and to experience this world, and to know that ultimately we are held within deep love and safety within ourselves. And it's so soothing because it moves those pent-up emotions and thoughts and situations out of the body and allows them to flow through our words, through our actions, through our tears, through our laughter, through whatever means of expression that vulnerability is finding in that moment. And then from there, we can pull deeper into a state of cognizance and healing and transformation. So I want to encourage you to really explore the idea of being vulnerable and what that word means to you. Maybe sit down and journal it out for a little bit. Sit down and write what the word means where you feel it in the body, how it makes you respond. You know, does it make you hold your breath or does it make you feel weak or does it make you feel empowered or do you feel warm or all of a sudden are there, you know, tingling, you know, almost ant-like steps on your fingertips? I don't know. <laughs> but definitely observe the word and what it means to you and where you feel it in your body and the stories that you tell about the word. Maybe it's a point of wounding for yourself that you hadn't explored where you realize, wow, I feel this about vulnerability because this happened in my life. And so the story I started telling myself was this. And so the more questions we can ask of the self and the more we can become the gentle observer, the better. So do that this week and explore deeper. Really, really question that word, observe it, and then see if you can allow yourself to be vulnerable with yourself and with those around you in such a way that you feel empowered. And let me know what changes for you, what transpires, what relationships grow, which 
are starting to tell you that, hey, I've ignored my core values here and now I need to set good boundaries, etc. I'm really curious to find out from each of you what happens, what shows up along the way of this journey and what you discover as you lean deeper into vulnerability. So feel free to reach out to me, info at nourishingpaths.com with any discoveries that you have. And if you're curious about how to work one-on-one with me, then also email me info at nourishingpaths.com. And as always, you can find me on Instagram as well at nourishing underscore paths. These are just ways in which we can connect. And we, or I should say I, am going to take a little bit of a break between season one and season two of the You Uplifted podcast. So no new episodes next week, but stay tuned because I will be back February 8th with all new episodes, new guests, and so much to share with you. And I can't wait. It's going to be a beautiful second season. Thank you so much for supporting this first season and for showing up for yourself. And if you want to re-listen to any of the episodes, go ahead. You know where to find me. Have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day. And I will talk to you again soon.